What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cat's Corner Podcast. This is episode 11, and today is Tuesday, February 22nd. We are recording this just after the indoor track championships went final. So uh, we're going to give you an update on that. We're going to talk basketball, both men's and women's. We're going to talk softball. And read what it's, else we got. It's probably going to be a baseball-heavy podcast, let's be honest. Baseball-heavy for sure today, and why is that? Well, I mean, we swept. We, we had a sweep, dude. We Fit, swept a school? Fi- 56, to start the season? 56 runs against Northwestern? That's ridiculous. That's number one in the nation. Let's get into it. All right, we're going to start off with um, with basketball, though, today. Uh, we'll jump into baseball here in a bit. Starting off with basketball. Um, Reed, you want to start men's or women's? Um, they both went one and one last weekend. I should knock out the ladies. All right, so the women's team last weekend had a uh, tough loss to JMU to start off the weekend on Thursday and then uh, came back and easily beat South Alabama on Saturday afternoon. Um, That puts us in a pretty good spot. Right now we're sitting in third um, in the conference. So in a good spot to kind of get that double round by in the tournament, which obviously we're really looking for. The first, the top four teams in the conference get that. I don't think based on... um, based on like head-to-heads that we can get first in um that we can be regular season champions no Uh, but i think we can move into second yeah i don't no we can't get regular season but we can also fall out of the top four so we need another strong weekend um capping it off on the road against lafayette and arc state both of those on the road they played their final home game had senior night sorry louisiana they don't like to be called Lafayette anymore, huh? Uh, well, aren't they just Louisiana University now? I don't know. I guess whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Either way, but um, the the loss to JMU was tough. Um, it came down to the wire, fifty-eight, fifty-four. Um, the defense that we've seen all season from this team was there. Uh, we really just couldn't get off the block scoring. I don't think we had a single person in double digits in that game. I will check that. It was um, the... Uh... Oh, wait. We had two. We had Denasia Hood and Ja'Kayla Bowie in double digits, but really not much in the way of scoring after that. The third um, period did it for us. Right. Yeah. We got outscored, outscored pretty bad there. 17 to 11 in that third quarter. Um, so, yeah, that... That's kind of the difference right there. Um, we, we, and and really we got we got out rebounded, um, and that's kind of always something that you point to. Uh, Denasia Hood another eighteen point nine rebound game. She's insane this year. Um, we're going to need that to continue. Her and Ja'Kayla Bowie have really led this team um, recently here down the stretch, at least in the way of scoring. Um, so I'm seeing us in 
third in the Sun Belt. Is right. that a tie? Yes, but they're doing it. Yes, it's a tie, but we then we lost if you our head to head. Is that what that is? Well, no. So it's yes, we're in a tie there. But if you look at um, overall win percentage, that's how they have it stacked up. Oh, okay, I got you. So uh, yes, it's a tie in the conference, and it looks like, but okay, on yeah, their uh, thing where you know on on their rankings that they then go to overall win percentage, which we yeah. We have less. Yeah, I got so, you. So, sitting in third, I think we can move up to second. I don't think we can get first. But we can fall out of that top four, so we need another strong weekend. And then quickly, here, the South Alabama game. I mean, uh, <laughs> we beat them handily, so I don't know how much time we'll spend on this game because we really kind of crushed them. We beat them by 20, and really it wasn't even – it looked a whole heck of a lot worse than that. Four players in double digits, uh, Denasia Hood, Lauren Thompson, Kennedy Taylor, and Tiana Eaton. And um, and Reed, we might be burying the lead a little bit here because Kennedy Taylor um, is now all-time uh, assist leader. Cool. So... Um, I think that was this weekend anyway. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with, um, with, as they say, I guess, in the broadcasting crossover season. We've got baseball, softball, and basketball going on. Yeah. So it's hard to keep up. But Kenny Taylor, uh, all-time assist leader in the Sun Belt, all-time assist leader at Texas State. Uh, she's incredible. She's been a leader on this team for a long time, and that's only continuing this year in her final year of eligibility. So, and said this at the beginning of the year, I think this can, team can do something special, and they're well on their way to doing so. Um, you say it every week. We get I it. know I say it every week, but I'm going to keep saying it until we're out because I'm superstitious, and they've been doing it all season. I yeah. mean, so, uh, again, Reed mentioned it. Final two games of the season on the road. Um, on Wednesday and Friday this week, that's a little bit of a shakeup. Those will both be on ESPN Plus, I am sure. So, um, watch those games. Five and seven. Five on Wednesday, seven on Friday. So, um, that is women's basketball wrapping up this season. Men's basketball. They had an up and down weekend again. Surprise, surprise. We're not going into depth on it. We have to record quick. <laughs> we lost the app. We beat Coastal. <laughs> Let's talk baseball, dude. Hang on. <laughs> we have... Yeah, okay. Lost the app. Bad loss. Probably should have won. Whatever. Box score on that game is going to look the same as all season. We're going to harp on the same things we've been harping on all season. Uh, Davion Sykes only scored nine, or only played nine minutes. Uh, and Davion Coleman's played <laughs> 23. So what yeah, the hell keep, are we doing? And then keep it close to the end and not win the damn game. <clears throat> so, again, yay, perfect. Four guys in double digits, Mason Harrell, obviously, Nigel Caesar, Tyrell Morgan, and Brandon Davis. Um, 
all all in double digits, but it wasn't enough. And and you've got Davion Coleman out there shooting one for eight from the floor and scoring five points. So, I don't know how many more times I can say this, but I'm gonna keep saying it until he isn't getting this much playing time anymore. Davion Coleman shouldn't be getting this much playing time. It's absurd that he's playing nearly three times more than a talented freshman who needs minutes to get the experience, and that's Davion Coleman. Uh, and Davion Coleman is way—I mean, Davion, Davion Sykes. Sykes. And Davion Sykes is way more efficient on offense than Davion Coleman is. Going one for eight from the floor is unacceptable in a close game. I saw him taking shots down the stretch, and I hate it. Yeah, it's like after he had that one good game, he thought he's Superman, and he like, why is he the one trying to shoot the damn buzzer beater now? Like, does he think he's Mason Harrell after he had one good game? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure. I hate it. I hate talking Dude, and this, this way. Dude, this uh, is crazy, but get this. What? <laughs> get what? This. Well, this is going to the next game against Coastal, but Davion Coleman played as many minutes against Coastal as Nigel Caesar. And one minute less than Tyrell Morgan. He played more than Nate Martin. He he played more than the whole team except for Mason Harrell and Tyrell Morgan. That's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Against Coastal. Yeah, man. And he I, scraped I, six points out of it. Yeah, I... I, I'm. I I hate talking this way about about a Bobcat, but it is what it is. He is not good enough to be playing the minutes he's playing. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm over the basketball season. I think everybody's over the basketball season. UConn we, of the South, huh? UConn of the South. We we. Yeah, there we scraped we scraped a win against Coastal. We won by three points. I feel really bad for a guy like Mason Harrell with the career he's had here, and now he's gonna. This is his senior year, and this is how he's gonna be going out. But yeah, it's he had a good one against Coastal again, twenty two points. <laughs> yeah, I... Nigel Caesar fifteen against Coastal. Jordan Mason twelve against Coastal. Tyrell Morgan thirteen against Coastal. But this team, they have nothing. Like, not saying like there's no players. There's some damn good players on this team, but something. Maybe we've been saying we keep saying that all year. There's players. We've got players. We've got players. Maybe we don't. No, we do. Maybe we don't. Dude, look at like Mason Harrell is a good player. Yep. Tyrell Morgan's a good player. Not convinced anymore. Nate Martin's a good player. I don't know. Jordan Mason's a good player. Nigel Sears yes. is a good player. Jordan Mason's good, but he's young. And Davion Sykes is good, but he's young. The only two I'm convinced of, Mason Harrell and Nigel Caesar. They're the only two I'm convinced of. Why not Nate Martin or Tyrone Morgan? Uh, Tyrone Morgan's been too inconsistent, and good players aren't inconsistent. Nate Martin, he's 
Nate Martin's good. Nate Martin Fine. is a hell yeah. of a player. Nate he, Martin's good. He was never an offensive presence until this year. He's, now he is. He's so. stepped up offensively for sure. So, okay, Nate Martin's good. I'm not convinced of anybody else. Tyrell Morgan's been So, for upperclassmen, you're saying we have three good players. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. I'll take Nate Martin. Two and a half. Nate Martin, Mason Harrell, Nigel Caesar. I'll say they're all good. Underclassmen, Davion Sykes, Jordan Mason are good. Brandon Davis, I don't know what's up with him this whole season. Um, what's up with him is he's not good. <laughs> that's the thing was he was in AIA like best like MVP. He's the best player in the nation for NAIA basketball and I guess it just didn't convert. It didn't translate. And I mean that happens and maybe See, but it's not a thing of like, oh, NAI is not as good as D one because you see players come out of NAIAs and kill it. Yeah, in D one. Well it hasn't translated for him. And that just Well, we still have some time with him, so maybe next season he can strap up and do something better for us. Maybe. Maybe so. Hopefully That's so. the hope, you know. Hopefully. Caden Gums, our Lord and Savior, uh, <laughs> is having a pretty good playoffs. I think they're playing tonight. Um as we record this. And uh so hopefully he can step in and be another good player next year because we're gonna need it. Yeah. Um let's talk some track real quick. It was indoor uh, the indoor championships today, and um, we had a hell of a day. So, Cedrica Wynn, we've talked about her before, first place in the women's 60 meter, uh, so that's a gold medal. Uh, in the men's 60 meter, Dominic Yancey and Ashton Callahan are two and three, so two, two podiums there. Uh, women's 60 meter hurdles su- surprise surprise Cedrica win in second place on the podium men's 60 meter hur- hurdles Daniel Harold uh, he set a PB a meet record and a Sunbelt conference record today in the men's 60 meter hurdles with a 7.75 dude was flying um, meet record yeah, like conference championship. <laughs> God. <laughs> Mind out of the gutter. Um, I'm going to try not to miss anybody here, but there was a lot. Um, let's see. I know we didn't do anything in the distances. I, I've seen a bunch. High jump, did you already women's get, high jump. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Catherine Stuckley. Did you get men's four by four? In second place, men's four by four. We did not do anything. I don't think. Yeah. Um, oh, men's, men's four, four by four. West Kelly, Vesa, and Yancey ran a three minute ten point seventy one second to win the relay title and set a meet record. Yep. So <laughs> another that meet record. Third straight year, the Bobcats have won the indoor 4x4. Four four. So that was men's 4x4. Um, four four. We podiumed in women's high jump, podium in women's shot put, Lauren Small. Um, Did you get Dominic Yancey on the 200 meter? Men's 200 meter, Dominic Yancey uh, won and 
Bravinsky, Pierre in third place, so two more podiums, and literally right behind his teammate Ashton Callahan in fourth. So we we just missed out um, by like uh, two tenths of a second, dude, or two hundred. I don't know how to read that. Two hundred meters in twenty point eight nine seconds is insane. That's freaking crazy. We just missed out an Arkansas State guy snuck in there we just missed out sweeping the podium in the men's 200 meter that would have been awesome uh men's triple jump Uh, no we didn't have anything there uh how about some pole vault action nope let's see men's shot put got anything nope we just missed out on men's shot put james knowles in fourth place missed out on a podium and um, same in men's high jump. Aiden Hayes just missed out. Uh, men's heptathlon, <clears throat> which is insane. I didn't know what heptathlon was before yesterday afternoon. Uh, Read. These guys do a yeah, sixty meter. They do a sixty meter run, a long jump, shot put, high jump. 60 meter hurdles they also pole vault and then a thousand meter run and um <laughs> that sucks yeah that's torture no shit and uh tell me why the coolest name in sunbelt track got second and he's from texas state simon thor hmm. podium in that silver medal fucking thor out here crushing it and then nice uh, word choice yeah now you gotta bleep that out no we're good and then women's pentathlon i am gonna butcher this name but women's pentathlon which is similar to the uh heptathlon it's a few fewer events we got gold matilde matilde Kinnett. That is probably butchering it, and I sincerely apologize, but I've never heard that name before. And you know what? Let's see if the track and field roster has that on. Um... While we're talking all these awards. Uh, this is kind of back to basketball too, but Nate Martin was honored to the CSC Academic All District. He's who the Nate Martin? Cares. Well, he's the he's the third Bobcat to ever be named to that team. Yeah, how about win some basketball games? <laughs> is that rude? Give the kids some credit, Jesus. Huh, You're sorry. talking about track right now. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about track. Uh, bro, did you... Yeah, she's from France. That's why I can't say that name. Either way, gold in women's pentathlon. That was cool. Um, and yes, people do care about track. It's freaking awesome to watch those events. Dominic Yancey absolutely crushing people out yeah, there. It's, and Cedric cool, Wynn just like, absolutely dominating. Both of them, I believe, have a chance to go to... I mean, like, yeah, 
college. It's cool for them finals, but it's like I've never watched it. You should. It's fun. It's on ESPN Plus. We have ESPN Plus. Dude, it's like watching NASCAR. It's no, like watching races isn't fun, dude. Okay, whatever. It's way more fun than NASCAR. NASCAR, these idiots are getting these freaking redneck. I like got no teeth and climbing this car and put the pedal down to the floor and just right turn, right, All right turn, shut your right mouth. Turn, We're right talking turn. about baseball. Uh, I guess it's left turn. Who We're cares? talking about baseball. Well, we got it. Do you want to end with baseball or do you want to end with softball? Um, we can talk about whatever. I don't know. Let's talk about softball. Oh, okay. First. Hang on. Because they've, okay. they've already started their season. It wasn't, like, open. Yeah, softball is pretty well into their season. They well, uh, hosted, well, it's two, weeks, two weekends but now, now yeah. but they've played ten games over two weeks. Yeah. So, um, we've got... They went to this weekend in the... Um, I-35 tourney. I-35 tourney. Smacked Lamar in five innings, nine to zero. That moves them to six and four on um, the season. So a pretty decent start. Um, some interesting stuff here. This weekend we lost both of Jessica Mullen's starts. And she's our ace. So that's not great. Yeah, but she's... I mean, she gave up two runs against... Two and four. South Dakota State. Yeah, no, she's pitched well. That's just hitting. That's poor hitting at that point. I know. She's pitched well. Where's where where's the where offense the behind her? Yeah, where's where's where her are the help? Bats. Yeah, I don't know. You can, I sometimes I think um you see this like in the MLB sometimes. You get your ace out there on the mound and the bats go quiet because they feel like, oh, this guy's going to pick me up. They think it's going to be a shutout every time. Yeah, and that's not fair. You've seen it, like, yeah, with, no, you've, you've seen it, it with, like, time. Jacob deGrom the last couple of years with the Mets. He gets the lowest run support in the MLB on his starts, and he's consistently the best pitcher in the league when he, when he throws. So yeah. it's like, I get it. Like, yeah, they're your ace. They're your stopper. They're supposed to go out there and – and like and shove i get it but she's not gonna throw seven shutout innings yeah every single time out like she needs some some run support yeah but we had a yeah nine and oh win against lamar in five innings oh two lost to south dakota state in game one three to one win against south dakota state in game two and then we killed them in game three Nine to one, and then we also, I guess, for the championship, I'd assume, of that tournament against New Mexico State, we lost zero well, these to four. Tournaments don't necessarily like have. Oh, a, they're like the, the classic. The like, uh, it's just teams come and play. Yeah, there's not champion. It's yeah. kind of like yeah, the best, it's not bracket play. Sure, like the best, yeah. the best record quote-unquote would win yeah um, i got you but not necessarily like a um i don't know so it's still a good weekend though decent weekend um again would have if if we win those jessica mullen starts which you almost always as a bobcat softball fan pencil in as wins um 
we're we're five and zero. Oh. Yeah. So getting her run support is going to be crucial this season. I, they can't. The bats can't go quiet when she's out there. Yes, she's great, but it it's not it's not fair to throw her out there and, and not get any hits. Like I don't, yeah. I'm very confused at that. Um, Starting Thursday, we got the Texas state classic, Texas state classic. It's going to be a lot of big schools here. UTSA's coming. Yep. UTA's coming to town, yep. Kansas, Colorado state. Yep. Some bigger schools and then some schools that we're really familiar with like UTA, like UTSA. So it should be fun. Um, they should give us a pretty good idea of where we're going to stack up. Then we're going to end our 15-game uh, home, home stand. stand. And then we go on the road. Yeah, but go on the road, the Owl Classic? Yeah, it's out to, uh, what is it? It's not UCF. Oh, F, uh, yeah, Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. We're all uh, Tom Herman. So some quick hitters here. Um it seems like our number three starter is, uh, and I don't know if softball usually operates that way, but that's kind of how I still look at things through baseball lens. It's going to be Carson Pierce um, after, obviously, Jessica Mullins and um, McCann. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on first name. Could you pull that? But either way, it looks like she's going to be kind of our third our third arm and uh she is currently our era leader with a 1.29 and getting some really nice run support i think we scored nine uh runs in in one of the games that she she started so um and then k's leader obviously jessica mullins while she's not getting the run support she's still going out there and just mowing people down she's got 21 k's now uh i guess that would be through four starts in a couple uh relief innings so pretty impressive and then um sierra trahan with 12 hits is our hits leader right now um and i believe because of that she's also our um batting average leader sorry um likely yeah but still still early in the season, so some of those stats are going to be inflated. Um, we certainly expect kind of um, Jessica Mullen's ERA to come down a bit. Probably she's going to continue leading the um, leading the strikeout um, all season. Tori McCann, sorry, blanked earlier, and Reed didn't pull it for me. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, this weekend, Texas State Classic. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Texas State Classic. Uh, if you're in and around San Marcos, uh, go go support the Bobcats. Go, um, honestly, go watch some softball and some baseball. Just get out to the ballpark area because uh, Reed... We got. We might be the best. We're Oral Roberts coming. Yeah, Oral Roberts, and we're going fifty-six and zero in baseball. We're the best team in the nation. Best team in the country. I swear on everything. Fifty-six and zero. I already have pretty high stakes bets on this season with friends from other 
other university affiliations, and I swear on everything, we're the best. We're easily the best team in Texas. I saw something. The only that team we... that could possibly come close to us would maybe be like TCU, dude, but not even them. We're sweeping them. Or we're at least taking a three game series. I I hope so. <laughs> dude, we are let's break it down first. Sweep okay. against Hang Northwestern on. this weekend. Alright. Just so I number think everybody one, knows we're not telling anybody anything they do. I know, hang on. Number one, I just saw this. Number one offense in the nation. Bobcats scored a nation-leading 56 runs during opening weekend. In three games. Average per game was more than 10 FBS FBS programs. FBS football programs, yeah. Average last year at 18.7. And as uh, we touched on on our Twitter, um, that was three ish points less lower than our football team (laughs) averaged yeah everybody go retweet my tweet that cal needs to hire coach trout as their next offensive (laughs) coordinator well we certainly know how to score um 12 to 4 dub on friday bro that was our that was the light win of the week a 12 12 to 4 4 was the smallest win of the weekend and that's a Freaking huge win in baseball. <laughs> yeah, a game that you and I were at. Uh, yeah, first game of the season. We got out there for opening night. Uh, ton of fun. Ton of beer. Reed Reed brought several of his friends. Uh, many Bobcat loggers drank at the ballpark. <laughs> a couple glizzies. Lots of lots of beer. Good times. Yeah, and. Uh, Lots of chirping the umpires. Yeah, umpires, the other team. I, I don't know. Getting it, into it in the parking lot with maybe with Northwestern fans. I don't. Maybe they uh, they just they don't know how to play baseball uh, in in Chicago. Freaking or, nerds. Yeah, I mean, what, what is it? They're a, they're a journalism school or. A comm school or something like that. Yeah, apparently they have pretty high admission standards, but honestly, who gives a shit? Yeah. Losers. <laughs> they suck at baseball. They had a couple kids from the state of Texas on that team. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, there was garbo. one kid from College Station. We were giving <laughs> yeah. it to that that idiot. But. Can't, can't get an offer from a Texas school, so you got to go up there and play for a garbage organization go all the way to chicago jeez dude so yeah 12 to 4 20 to 5 24 to 9 and the 24 to 9 and the 20 to not the 20 to 5 but the 24 to 9 it was 24 to 4 we had like like our bullpen catcher was some, out there bro some garbage like, time touchdowns for a football reference definitely scored in that game um garbage time for the base for northwestern yeah i mean it, because I think, honestly, if I'm going to be honest, I turned it off at 24 to 4 and then saw the final yeah. at 24 to 9. Um, so apparently, Otto Wofford had to come in. And yeah, throw. Otto Wofford came in and closed out. Shout out Otto Wofford. Is he going to. Is he going to be this year's Tristan Stivers? Is that what we're seeing? I'm not sure because who was the guy that they had listed as like preseason. Um, 
there was somebody that they had I don't know that got an award for like preseason bullpen arm of the year type of thing. Uh, I don't know, maybe I don't remember. But anyways, I think we also uh a few more little like chip ins. I think there was two grands. We had two grand slams this weekend, right? I know one for sure because one was Chase Mora on his third at bat, which was his third home run. Yep. And he's a freshman. The kid is like eighteen. Like his peaches just dropped, <laughs> and he's hitting three home runs in D one baseball. Yeah. In his I, first three D one baseball games. Yep. The. Uh, I, definitely the one. I can't say that there was another. I want to say we there was look. one on Saturday, too. It's easy enough to look. Um, yeah. Let me see. But about Chase Mora, he got <clears throat> he got all kinds of national accolades. Um, Dick Hauser Trophy Hitter of the Week. Collegiate Baseball National Player of the Week. Dude, come on. Can you imagine your first three college games and you're getting that? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Sorry, Chase Mora, you can only go down from here. <laughs> yeah. I have some more stats. If you can go up from here, Chase Mora, <laughs> which it's I, it's literally impossible. It would mean he'd have to bat a thousand and only home runs throughout his whole career. But <laughs> good for good for Chase Mora. Dude, that's awesome. That's gotta be like he's gotta be like one of the few, if not the only person to ever do that. And to and to cap the three home runs in a row with a grand slam, he's obviously the first and only in Texas State history to do it. Oh yeah, do you think he'll DH this week? <laughs> if he if Chase Mora comes out as DH, that's gonna be sick. Why not? You know who else? Uh, another freshman, Rashawn Galloway, with the with, with the gardening the gloves. gloves. Oh yeah. yeah, that's awesome. The leather work gloves. That is cool. I. I'm already a fan of of him. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't. I'm not seeing another Grand Slam. Okay, maybe I was wrong. Yeah, definitely. I mean, several two run homers. Yeah. Um, definitely the one. And on dude on Sunday, those weren't. There was a little wind at the back, on the Sunday game. The twenty nine. The wind twenty five to nine, or twenty four to nine comes through Bobcat Bob. Bobcat ballpark in an interesting way because even if it's coming it it feels like it kind of swirls because even if it's coming in from like where the softball field is this time of year it's generally coming out of north northwest yeah ish so towards where the softball field is it feels like it kind of swirls because if you look at the flags out in right field they're typically not pointing dead out to the football parking lot yeah kind they're of, kind of but kind yeah. of towards the foul pole anyway so it feels like it kind of swirls in there and balls carry out anyways that none of those were those were no doubters dude no none of them the, were cheap. the sundays none of the, the sunday home runs those none weren't of them all creepy. season were cheap they were uh was it jose gonzalez he hit an absolute rope i mean just a piss missile out to the scoreboard and yeah yeah Texas over the State, scoreboard right no 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 it, it hit the netting on the scoreboard oh and it was probably only like i don't know it was probably only a few feet above the wall but texas state analytics twitter 
tweeted out that it was 108 miles an hour off the bat. Jeez. It was a piss missile. Yeah. It was gone before the camera uh, could get panned up. They were hitting the train tracks. They were putting them out in the outfield on a softball field. They were putting them over the freaking cameraman stand pretty much. Like My favorite, Ben McClain, hit the railroad tracks. Yeah. But Glad yeah. to see that. Speaking of, you mentioned Jose Gonzalez. Ben McLean in that one game, just to talk about just some... It's early in the season for him, for everybody, but um, it looks like he's kind of adjusting to some fly balls out there, and again, maybe the wind swirling in Bobcat Ballpark, because there was a couple plays that oh, he yeah, had out in Sunday, center that I was like, rough... oh, man. Well, because he had never played the... center, right? He was left I think last he's played year. center, but he played more in the corners... Yeah, um, his so, he's still got that freaking hose on him though. Yeah, well, and he's quick as shit. He covers so much ground. He had that diving play in center that I thought there was no chance, and he dove for it. And it it's the hardest play in baseball to catch a a, a fly ball right, dead at you. And that ball was, yeah. but he backed up, and then he came into it, and you could tell he was a little. I, I thought he was gonna play it off a hop and gonna be short. But he dove for it, and I think he overdove it, honestly. It looked like the ball landed between his glove and, and him, and so bounced over him. But yeah, um, but I, I'm just impressed that he even got there to be able to make a diving attempt because he had to come on hard yeah. for that one. Yeah, Ben McClain, he's going to be a big name this year. He was last year. He still will be. We had uh, Jose Gonzalez, Sunbelt Player of the Week. Yep. Levi Wells, Sunbelt Pitcher of the Week, so no doubter. On um, He pitched a damn good game Friday night. Um, yeah, he did. Let's Dude, see. Dude, honestly, our pitching staff, I think a lot of people had a lot of worries about Tristan Stiders being gone. Our pitching looks phenomenal still. Five innings, two hits, no runs, three walks, nine strikeouts um, with uh, 87 pitches. So um, Zeke Wood pitched a really good game too. Hang on. To Levi Wells, we were talking about it while we were at the game. Um, I, I'm i surprised they let him throw nearly 90 pitches in his first outing of this of the season. Yeah. We talked about that at the, at the game. But uh, but nice outing from him. Uh, yeah. Five innings, two hits, no runs. So. And I had mentioned, too, he looks like he's throwing gas a little more. Yeah. He's not throwing as much break. He's giving a little more heat. Yeah, and his in person, uh, his his stuff really plays up. It 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 really looked like he. <laughs> Reed just hit his head on the microphone. <laughs> Levi Wells' stuff really plays up. It looks, you know, you're standing sitting there, and we're off. We were off on the first base side of home plate, but not too far off center, um, and. You know, I would have said, oh, that's 94, 95. And you look up in the radars reading 91, 92. Yeah. So it, it, his stuff definitely does play up. And maybe it's because um, he's, kind of, he's a shorter guy. He's not super, he's not huge on the mound. He's not 6'4. Um, but he still gets a lot of extension. Yeah. For, for a smaller guy. So, yeah. But yeah, uh, Zeke would. Played really well too. Zeke you know. Wood. He played the. He started the Saturday game. Another five innings, four hits, two runs, two earned. 
uh, five strikeouts, two walks, and keeping it consistent. Levi Wells threw 87 pitches. Zeke Wood threw 88. So it seems yeah. like they are... Nathan uh, Madrano, the Sunday starter, didn't throw as many. I don't know how many he threw, but they... Uh, I think he he looks like a good addition to the team. Yeah, I think he had him. a... He had, oh, the name I was looking for earlier was Tristan Dixon. He oh, won a preseason yeah. award for, for like, reliever. Yeah, Tristan Dixon's been a pretty big name here. So, yeah. And then... Sunday was obviously, I mean, Saturday was a blowout, but Sunday was obviously kind of the huge one. Um, Nathan Madrano, uh, early in the season, he's a transfer. He's getting used to this program and in the mound and all of that type of stuff that that you kind of don't think about. Um, Three innings, five hits, three earned. Five strikeouts, sixty-six yeah. pitches. So they yeah, didn't he didn't pitch go as, as good as them, but I'm not worried. He looks, he looks fine. He he's a Sunday starter, anyways. Like Tony Roby collects the win in that one. He threw two innings for us, um, and then as Reed mentioned, we had a carousel of pitchers in that one. Uh, Madrano started. Roby comes in for relief after that. Then Cameron Bush, Jack Stroud. Dalton Buckingham, and he's really the one that let it get out of control. Dalton Buckingham, not too sure about him yet. Um, Two hits, four runs, three earned, two walks. He didn't have control. He didn't seem to have a lot of velocity. He's another transfer. Um, Weatherford, is that where he's from? No. Dalton Dalton Buckingham is from Lake Lake. yeah, Lakeway, Lake Travis High School. Um, he pitched at Sawani. Oh, Sawini. Sawani. I don't know. Yeah, whatever it is. But so he's another transfer. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully he's able to kind of settle in and um, and become an asset out of the bullpen. But he definitely. Um, he definitely kind of got rocked. <laughs> they he so much so that Trouty figured, hey, better get Otto Wolford, one of our better relievers in the game, to just go ahead and close it out. Yeah, he just said, "Screw it, let's get him in yeah, for a couple pitches." <laughs> Otto came in, one hit, one run, not. Um, that run doesn't go against him. That obviously goes against Dalton Buckingham because uh, he let the guy on base, and then he got the uh, the final out of a game, yeah. eight pitches for him. So uh, Trout obviously felt like, hey, we need to just stop this real quick <laughs> before yeah. they put some kind of crazy rally together. But um, insane, insane weekend from Texas State baseball. Good weekend opener. We um, got ranked 24 by Perfect Game, 23 by College Baseball Nation, which is disrespectful because the, especially College Baseball Nation's like worth nothing. I mean, it's worth something, but it's not that cool. But like NCAA, D1 Baseball aren't ranking us, whatever. Where are we at in the mid-major poll? Like third or fourth. It's like Southern Miss is number one. No, ECU is number oh, one. Oh, ECU, and then I think Southern Miss is... And there's some idiot 
from ECU that replied to that tweet um, about the mid-majors being like, ECU is not a mid-major. They're a major power in college baseball. Me, 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 me. And I replied to that and said, mid-major refers to, get a little closer to the speaker, the conference that they play in, not how good the school is. Yeah. Like, if you, I'm sorry, uh, if you don't understand that, don't watch college baseball. Mid-major refers to the conference that they play in. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand why that's so hard for some people. They feel like it's disrespectful when people are like, oh, it's a mid-major. It's like, it's just what they, how they distinguish your Power Five conferences from kind of the next in line. I don't, whatever. Fifth in the mid-major poll for Texas State. Cool. So, you got um, Bobcat of the Week or what? Hold up, hold up. I got some interesting tidbits. Okay? This is after the first series, probably for the first like month of the season, of the baseball season, it is on pace season. Okay? I love the on pace You're stats. You're taking Brant Freeman's on pace stuff, aren't you? No. Yes, you are, because he was saying it the whole... He's like, okay. Texas State is on pace to hit 280-something home runs. <laughs> Everybody loves on-pace stats. On-pace stats are the best stats in baseball. So, uh, Chase Mora. On pace for a 5.0 OPS. Do you care to guess what Aaron Judge... AL MVP's 2022 OPS was last year. It was like, I don't know. 1.11. So, Chase Mora, welcome to the show. You are better than Aaron Judge. Um, on pace for 56-0. and 0, I mentioned that. Jose Gonzalez and Dylan Pena, on pace for 37 home runs. A piece. Jose Gonzalez on pace for 168 RBIs. And um, Levi Wells. Oh, man. Real quick, Levi Wells. Let's assume he gets uh, 12 starts, 13. 15? No. 15? Yeah. Out of 56 games? The season's not 15 weeks, is it? It's 56 games. Whatever. I don't know how many it is. But I'm going to give what? Levi Wells 15 starts. He's on pace for 135 strikeouts. Current team leaders, Levi Wells with nine strikeouts. Um, Nathan Madrano. Ryan Leary on pace for what? What are you looking for? I 19 did. crazy diving catches. Is, oh. that, is that how many it would be, roughly? No. 18, if he get, he had one insane diving catch Friday. Yeah, divided by... Yeah, so 18 point... Yeah. 19... 19 insane diving catches from Ryan, from Ryan, Ryan Leary. Leary. Base. Um, Nathan Madrano, 5Ks. Zeke Wood, 5Ks. So those are your Ks leaders. 
um, so far in the season. I wanted to, I thought about including leaders for other statistical categories, but uh, because of how insane the offense was all weekend, it would just be, it'd be insane. They wouldn't make sense. We have a guy with literally like an 800 average. Yeah. Uh, it, so batting leaders didn't make sense to do, but on pace, Chase Moore on pace for a 5.0 OPS. OPS is my favorite stat, and he's five times better than Aaron Judge. So Yankees, <laughs> go ahead and sign this kid. Okay, Bobcat of the week. Bobcats. You can of guess the week. me first because I. Uh, no, that I went first the last time. <clears throat> Bobcat of the week. It would probably be a cop out to go with Chase Mora, which is what you're gonna do. <laughs> or see in Chase. All right. Bobcat of the week. I think you are going with Coach Trout. No. <laughs> All right. Then you just briefly threw him in at the end. How about Ryan Leary? No. Uh, Chase Mora. <laughs> such a bitch <laughs> dude I was taking him like as soon as like it all happened I knew like I was ready for the podcast with Chase Mora mm. in my mind Chase Mora dude I was that, I think I was trying to spit out three his stats homers so in his much. first three at bats of his college career as I said a five OPS this weekend um, give it to the which, kid if you're if you're an uh, not a huge baseball fan and you don't understand OPS and OPS is on base plus slugging percentage. If you're, if you have a one OPS, you're one of the best players in any given season. Um, at least by MLB standards, there's probably a few more one daughters for in college baseball, but anything over probably like a 1.2 in college baseball, I mean, anything over a one is insane in college baseball still, but anything over a 1.2 is probably elite. And because of his weekend going three at bats, three homers, uh, he's sitting at a five. Yeah. Um, all right. I had to give it to the kid. I know that there's going to be plenty of baseball players that get it throughout the season. So I had to, had to give it to, to him this week because. I don't know. Maybe he comes out as DH this coming weekend against uh, Oral Roberts, but maybe not. So, yeah, we we'll see. And if he does, I expect a lot more home runs. I I definitely think that he's a guy that Trout will give some more run to here early in the season because I mean because he's young. it's it's not luck for three. Like it's not pure luck. There's no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I, I just don't. I think that he's a guy that will get run here before we start conference play because because he's young and he kind of 
like uh, Rashawn Galloway, came out and really showed something. Yeah. But they may not be kind of like the, you know, old reliable that Trout's going to want to go to during conference play. So he's going to run them out there probably a little more here yeah. over the next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. For you, were you Levi Wells? Not Levi Wells. Okay. Were you Coach Trout? No. Mm. See, I thought Coach Trout was a good one. That's why I was Coach Trout giving that a chance. Because I mean, way to go, Coach Trout. Way to start your way to start your boys' season off. Right, leader of the team, obviously um, put together. But he'll three. get it after we win Omaha. So sure, put together three obviously really solid lineups um, that didn't have a ton of holes in them. Um, Jose Gonzalez is going to be that's a good one. My Bobcat of the week. You he, might beat me because I think there might just purely be more people that might know that name. I don't know. It's a he, pretty household um, name now. Yeah, he went seven for ten. Yeah, this weekend, and he's never struggled at the plate. Seven for ten, two homers, um, and nine ribbies. So he had a really good weekend too. Um, Everybody had a good weekend. I mean, yeah, who didn't have a good weekend? It's hard to pick. <laughs> it was a great say, weekend. You could just say the baseball team. Yeah, honestly, you really could. Um, Talk about a cop out. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's so easy. Just up oh, Texas State baseball. Yeah, good job, boys. <laughs> but Jose Gonzalez is going to be my. Um, that's a good one. My Bobcat of the week. Jose Gonzalez is my favorite player on the team. I will say, especially after last year, we from Texas. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah, that was. He's a beast, bro. Yeah, for sure. He's he's a personality. Him and Dalen Pena bring an edge to the team that is going to be, um, I don't know, just it's going to be tough for opposing players to deal with all season, especially when you stick Dalen Pena on first base after he goes and just absolutely pimp jobs one yeah. over the railroad tracks, <laughs> and then he's on first base. Like, it, it, you get a single or you get walked. Kind of gets you gotta, in your head and you're yeah, like, damn, you gotta I talk gotta to stand this right guy. next to this yeah. guy. It, I think uh, having a having a presence like him on first base is a is a big asset. We saw him kind of be one of the guys jawing and getting into it with Stanford. Yeah, last year, I personally love that. I don't. I have absolutely zero issue with um, with a little jawing back and forth, especially once you get that late in the season. Um, yeah. But anyway, Jose Gonzalez, my Bobcat of the week. Um, Nice. So, Reed, anything else this week? That's all I got. Reed's trying to get out of here. He's got some stuff to do. It's so. not even me. It's just the lady. The lady. I would. She's gonna kill me. Oh, she can study later. <laughs> I would. I would do this all night. I don't. I would just keep going. What are we? What are we gonna talk about next? After we know. sweep. Oh, we saw Prezi. After we sweep this coming weekend, it won't even matter. We can talk about it on. We'll talk about it on Sunday. We'll go all night on Sunday. We'll be six and zero. We'll be ranked in every single poll. We'll be the. We'll have the best winning percentage in the country. Definitely the best winning percentage in Texas. Yeah, that'll be all right. 
Um, and then we've got who's after Oral Roberts, dude? We got some competition after that. We've got Oral Roberts is some competition, but we also have Grand Canyon coming to town, um, and that's after a Oral good Robert, team. After Oral Roberts, we start um, with some midweek play because we don't have a midweek game this week. We have Incarnate Word down in San Antonio. They beat us last year, I think, didn't they? I don't recall, honestly, but Incarnate Word in San Antonio, and then um, it's a back. We have a back to back because uh, Incarnate Word on Tuesday, February twenty eighth, and then um, Sam Houston Wednesday, March first. So, so yeah, I mean, busy, busy baseball time coming up. Um, and um, Reed, if you don't have anything else, I have one last thing. What's that? UT went zero and three this weekend. Yeah, I know. And they, down. they got a grand slam smacked on them against, uh, who was it? Vandy. Was it Vandy? Probably. I think so. Vandy yeah, beat they them 2-12. to 12. No, they got killed. I, I've been telling my buddy who I have the bet with to count his days because we're coming for that throat against UT this year. <laughs> See you later, UT. Suck. Sayonara, baby. All right. As always, thank you all for listening. Um, oh, I was checking out our analytics this week. 75% of our listeners are subscribed now. Um, so really appreciate that. Um, obviously, if you're not subscribed, go ahead and do subscribe on Apple or Spotify. It auto-updates in your feed if you do that so you don't have to go looking for us and you don't have to um, rely on like our tweets of when... The podcast is available. It'll just auto-update in your feed. Um, follow us on Twitter, at Cat's Corner Pod, um, at Reed Leonardis, and at Thomas Leonardis. All those um, are in the description of the podcast. We will, um, and we'll tweet out Bobcat of the Week poll this week as well. Um, share us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Uh, tell your mom about us. We love the moms that listen. Shout out to a couple of the moms that of players that follow us on Twitter. Um, and yeah, we'll be back at you next week. Reed said recording Sunday, so we'll definitely shoot for um, recording that this coming Sunday night. Uh, it'll just depend on... After our sweep. <clears throat> yeah, after we sw- sweep Oral Roberts. Yeah. Uh, get out to the baseball and softball games this weekend and uh men's and, basketball Friday. and be loud. Men's basketball on Friday. If, if you, you want a men's basketball loser. and you're a student, you if none they're bringing out all of the students that have taken the half court shot already. If none of them hit it, every student gets to take a shot for free tuition. Every student that's there. So somebody go win free tuition. Go yeah, run go. Kelly Danfus's pocket. Yeah, go make Danfus cut a check. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> We saw Prezi, and he followed us on Twitter. Yeah. Love Prezi. (laughs) Yeah. All right, we'll talk with you all next week. Sick.